The rustle of leaves through the wind. The hoot of an owl. Crickets. The crackle of a well-built campfire. The sounds of nature surround us all. If we can just find it through the noise of everyday life. If you follow the Scout Trail, it'll lead you to nature, to real-life skills, leadership, and much more for the youth of our great nation. Welcome to Scout On Chattanooga, a podcast designed to encourage and embrace youth leadership right here in our area. Now, from the scenic city, here's Sean Whitfield, Jared Pickens, and Cubmaster Kyle. Hello and welcome to another edition of Scout On Chattanooga. I am Sean Whitfield. Joining me is the CEO of Boy Scouts of America, Cherokee Area Council, Jared Pickens, and Cubmaster Kyle. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Howdy. Good afternoon. Hey, you did the howdy. I did. You did the howdy. You're welcome. I Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. What a, what a generous treat. Glad to be back with you two guys. Hey, Sean, how's it going? I, I mean, I haven't been back with uh, you two guys in oh, a month, month and a half. At least yeah. the, it feels like longer. It feels, yeah. yeah. I don't know why. Why does it feel like so long? I don't know. Is it because Sean has been hibernating in his own world for the last month? Hey, there's been a lot going on in my world <laughs> the last month or two. Kyle, hold on. That was for Maybe Kyle. It's that was yeah. for Kyle. Maybe it's because he dreads seeing us. So well, that's depressing. <laughs> Dang. Well, you, you know, both of you did go to lunch today, and I didn't we did. get to join you. Yeah. You thought, well, I'm, we're going to plan this uh, when we know he's not going to be available. <laughs> I mean, that's how I do all of my scheduling. <laughs> hey, shout out to Sean! Shout out to Sean! Uh, we we actually had to change the recording time today, and Sean was generous enough to to work it out. So it's not Sean's fault that yeah. he missed lunch. If anything, it is our fault. Yeah, and, and just in, in in a moment, we're going to share who our guest is today. we got another great guest lined up for Scout on Chattanooga. This is a gentleman that uh, is involved in scouting, so I'm looking forward to that conversation. But first, it is uh, that time in our podcast where we go to What's Up. What's up? So <laughs> let's go with what's up with nothing. With no. Kyle, what is that? That was pretty good. We need to do a, What is that? We, we need to record a sounder that's what's yeah. up? What's up? <laughs> and it'll be uh, brought to you by Cupmaster Kyle. So been, what's been up with you, Kyle? Oh, I get to go first? Yeah, we'll let uh, you go first. So my wife treated me with a um, vinyl record player oh wow for valentine's day which i have been secretively wanting but not wanting to spend like you know our money on it and she got me one and now i'm enjoying all of the various albums that i have purchased so far now is this brand new or like an antique no no it's a brand new one yeah i didn't even know they still made brand new ones they do oh they, they do again them, it's yeah. like a big it's like a big new thing mm-hmm. huh mm-hmm. but the there's a bosch tv show you know that's bosch on is great. prime yeah and definitely I've, not scout friendly no not at all but i have found my love of jazz music through that tv show oh man and yeah. i have my favorite jazz album ever on vinyl What's now your and favorite I get to j- listen to it. What so. is it? I love jazz. It's uh, Art Pepper Meets the Rhythm Section. Oh, wow. It was recorded in January 9th of 1957. Well in done. LA, so. I am having an over 50 moment being <laughs> that a buddy of mine told me just a few days ago, and I'm trying to remember who it was, and I was shocked when he told me he had a vinyl record collection of over 1,200 albums. Wow. 
and and i've gone blank of who it was that was telling me that that's not me i only have five right now you got five because <laughs> yeah. i understand that that's a pretty big deal among collectors mm-hmm. is and record store day is coming up too i think, I think kyle you just, need, you just need to talk to me about records oh i know you have a you pretty just big to talk collection to talk to yeah. me offline okay you know who i saw at the record store at yellow did Racket? you have a big collection i do how many do you have about 1200 well maybe it was you th- it might have been me but um <laughs> at yellow racket records one of the local record stores mm-hmm, yeah downtown yeah i saw one of our uh board members jason hooper oh really yeah from your neck of the woods actually that's cool yeah they were there picking stuff up early waiting in line it was kind of neat well if you've never listened to the art pepper meets the rhythm section you're missing out it's a fantastic album so you got five so uh yeah tell us what kind of music you're listening to oh i mean it's mostly country Okay. Um, but there's classic something about country? some of it's classic like i've got some oak ridge boys and some alabama but then um like chris stapleton's traveler album is fantastic oh, yeah. on vinyl but you have to be careful because in my opinion music that was recorded in analog sounds better on vinyl that than digitally re- recorded music that has been transferred to vinyl if mm-hmm. that makes sense that makes sense it, it may it has a different sound to it so you have to be careful with buying those newer vinyls in my opinion you know mm-hmm. i'm not going to go buy an adele vinyl that's I'm just not into it hey kyle mm-hmm. the plural of vinyl is vinyl yeah just is that what that i said is you said vinyls no oh, well sorry just helping you <laughs> i am from dade county <laughs> so jared i can only imagine 1200 <laughs> albums what kind of music playlist would we here in your uh, album collection i also love jazz so you got and a lot of jazz jazz classical metal hardcore punk rock i think you got some got polka in there too hey we don't talking about. don't hate on my grandpa's polka collection okay sounds like you need <laughs> I to did keep uh, my grandpa's polka collection it sounds like you need to go to the pickens residence and uh, borrow some albums there yeah i think so Kyle. but i don't want to mess him up he may be a little hoity-toity on his <laughs> on his cleanliness hey i'm gonna be albums. i'm gonna be very honest with you I'm absolutely hoity-toity on yeah. the, even on for the absolutely Kyle, you would be that yeah. way no oh, I, I would definitely I would think I was the kind of, he's the kind of guy that probably brushes them before he puts it on the player and then brushes it I thought, after he takes it off just before, before. He puts it back in the no sleeve. just before I, I thought with the relationship you have with Cubmaster Kyle him being a part of the brotherhood you would make an exception Kyle, to the rule. Sean, Kyle won't come to my house. Oh, he won't? No. I, like, Maybe it's because he's never been invited. No, I have invited him. <laughs> well, you, I'm like, hey, come by for the fire pit, you know. And you won't join my pack. So there you go. <laughs> well, that's because it's in Georgia. Uh, it's a long way <laughs> to Ringgold. It's a long way to Ringgold. It's like 18 minutes. Mm-hmm. He'll go to Skymont, but not Ringgold, Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's better than you, Sean. You won't even go to Skymont. No, oh. but I will go to Ringgold. I will go. Hey, hey be, uh, come Master Kyle's got a really cool pad in Ringgold. Nice mm-hmm. neighborhood, concrete sidewalks. He's even got a wood shop. Yeah. We, don't even, wood we shop? don't even have yeah. any cars up on cinder blocks anymore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so let me transition. Are you, uh, is it time for I'll your transition? Uh, yeah, because I'm, okay. I'm uncomfortable with this conversation. So I'm going to transition. <laughs> I'm just playing. Uh, okay, so um, I'm so glad that Sean reminded me before the segment that you were going to do the what's up or as kyle calls it what's up <laughs> and uh i had trouble thinking about it and that's one of the reasons i had trouble thinking about what my what's up was going to be is because there is a a project i've been working on almost every weekend for over a month but i considered it work 
and that is pruning all of my trees in my yard and getting ready for spring. Mm-hmm. And I'm done. So I got two peach trees, two nectarine trees, a fig tree, five crepe myrtles. I've pruned them all, and they needed a lot of work. That sounds like a Facebook photo that needs to be posted. Mm, probably not. I'd like to see that. <laughs> I, I mean, they don't look great now. I'm into all that kind of stuff. I really? care my And yard. then he mulched yeah. in everything. I did. Ooh, didn't you? But, well, wow, that was, yeah. I, yeah, yesterday, because I decided that I would do the mulch on the day it was going to rain. <laughs> so that was a great decision. So I ended up mulching in the rain. But Do you have mulch around the uh, outside of your house, your foundation? I put in uh, landscaping all the way around my house when we first moved. There was almost nothing. There was two gardenias and maybe a couple other random plants. They were all in the wrong spot. Mm-hmm. So I just tore them out. Come yep. up, tore them out, but and it, planted it, all Is new. all of it mulched? Yeah. Well, I, I made beds, so I actually cut the turf out. So I cut the turf out all around my house, you know, kind of in a pattern, kind of a flowy, mm-hmm. you know, type thing, and then put in uh, all new plants and stuff. I'll show you some pictures. One reason I asked is I just converted all the landscaping around the exterior border of my home to pine straw. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I was finding that the mulch was uh, bedding insects. Mm -hmm. And after I talked to my exterminator, he said, oh, yeah. He said, you'll get a lot less insects up under your house, spiders in in particular, if you don't have mulch around Mm -hmm. the exterior of your home. That's true. So, And there's actually like worse and better kinds of mulch too is there uh-huh so like hardwood and i am not an expert at this so if we have a scout leader listening to this who's an expert please forgive me but as i understand it like hardwood mulch and stuff mm-hmm. is worse for the insects because it, it's something that insects like to eat and yeah. break down the pine is actually so i use pine shredded pine bark mulch gotcha between y'all two and our guest that's coming up next segment, my mind is just like blown with all this environmental stuff that y'all are talking hey, about. <laughs> Talk but, about environmental. You're like the so record guy. By the end of this podcast, your mind's going to be like Jello. It's going to just be mush. <laughs> you do realize that my mind is already like Jello, <laughs> right? But <laughs> I, I do have mulch in the landscaping beds out in my yard. Mm-hmm. It's not up next to my home, but I went with pine straw just to, oh. you know. You can't do See, that. Pine straw is nice. You can't have mm-hmm. both. It's, it's, I got, not I got both, and it, it looks pretty good. Okay. Yeah. And, right. and pine straw is a heck of a lot cheaper than mulch. It is. Uh, it is. It I, blows away. It blows I've away, spent several hundred dollars in mulch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With uh, going and buying it in bulk on my trailer. People often so, put down too much mulch as well. Mm-hmm. That's like a, a common thing is to keep mounding it, and that... that creates problems too. y'all are gonna laugh at me but you ready for this to save money what i do is i only scrape off the top layer of mulch and i put a thin layer up above yeah that's good i don't ever scrape all of it away i figured you hired it done no i do it myself you do it yourself mm-hmm. okay so so sean um the reason that it was my what's up is because i really did enjoy pruning these trees you know having a moment where you can kind of look at it from all angles, think about, you know, you can't, if it needs, like in my case, the peach trees needed a lot of pruning. They've been neglected for quite a few years prior mm-hmm. to my arrival. And so thinking about, okay, what do I want this tree to look like in the future? What parts can I take off now? What maybe do I need to wait for another year to take off? 
and uh, you know, getting to use those sharp tools and yeah, it was it's fun. kind of it's kind cathartic. of a, yeah, it's kind <laughs> of a man thing. It it gives you a sense of accomplishment. I know exactly where you're coming from. I feel like the youngest person in the room now, and I know that I'm not. This is because <laughs> y'all are talking about how mu- how enjoyable it is to prune a tree. Hey, this listen, get your, and I consider talk. that work. So. Get your coffee. We'll stand out in the yard and think about the tree and what it yeah, look like. I, it's I, fun. I have done a lot of that this year, so I I, I get you. Well, I'm going to share my what's up, and uh, I might win the prize today because my what's up is I you're went, given the prize, so you might actually, yeah. I I, uh, I went to Mexico and got engaged. Woo! Yeah. yeah, it's about time. I was I was asked by my brother, did the tequila make me do it? What'd, so, you, t- what'd you tell your brother? Uh, well, he said that to me in a group text with my fiance Kim, <laughs> and. Uh, he was he was directing the question to her, and she says, no, uh, I think it was the tequila that caused him to ask. <laughs> but uh, no, we, we just got back from Mexico a few weeks ago, got engaged to my lovely fiance, Kim Chapman. Some of you listening may have heard her name before. She's the news anchor at News Channel 9, and uh, we haven't set a date. However, it'll be in 2022, so... Oh, it'll, in 2022? Yeah, it'll be in 2022. You realize this wow. is 2022, Sean. Oh, I get it. Okay. <laughs> Wait, let's not talk too much. I'll start getting anxiety. Does she know? Does she know that it's going to be in 2022? Oh, my gosh. Does she know? She asked me about every few days. When are we going to set our plans? When are we going to make this plan? When are we going to decide where we're going to do it? You sounds know, like, where are we going on our honeymoon? It sounds like Kyle talking about the podcast. Oh, no. No, I think I think Kim has got him beat. But hey, congratulations! Uh, anyway, well, thank you. That's that's phenomenal. my what's up, and um, uh, looking forward to uh, you better spending make, my life with her. You I've better, been single fourteen years. You better make sure those trees look good. Is all I got to say. Well, you don't want to you don't want to bait and switch. I'm going to sell my home. <laughs> she's going to sell her home, and we're going to either buy a new home or build a home. Oh wow! So yeah, we're well, gonna, Sean. Third gonna time's the charm. Hey, finally get it right. (laughs) Practice makes perfect. So what stinks about that comment is that Kyle is the producer. So he's the one that edits. So you know it's not coming out. No, that's not coming out. It it doesn't bother me because I'm only one ahead of him. (laughs) He is only one ahead of me. Well, just for, I I feel compelled to tell everyone that I'm married to a lovely person and have been happily for 12 years. And I've only been married to her and nobody else. One time. So, yeah, just yeah. to make sure people know there's an alternative out there. Gotcha. You know. Yeah. <laughs> well, Thank you so much. That's for you, Kyle. Appreciate that. <laughs> My parents are approaching 60 years. So I know Woo! it's pos- know it's possible. But uh, nonetheless, we're excited and uh, looking forward to it. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Are you going to have Commissioner Kyle be the, the flower person <laughs> in know, uniform? No, I'm going to be the ring bearer. I, I think it's going to be a private ceremony of just <laughs> she and I is, is sort of what we're thinking. Then we're going to head oh, wow. to the Caribbean. One of our uh, one of my close mutual friends to Kyle and I, a buddy named Casey, uh, he, he told me the other day, he said, man, you know, don't forget, I am an ordained uh, minister. I can marry you. And he says, I'll cut you a 50% discount if you uh, are ready for me to, to marry you. And then I got a phone call uh, from another friend of ours uh david carroll with uh channel three he called me a couple weeks ago to congratulate me he says hey by the way i'm ordained and he said i married my son a year and a half ago 
and he said if you and kim need somebody to marry you i'd be happy to do it so i I told kim and i said you know wouldn't that be interesting to see (laughs) the two competing six o'clock news anchors Uh uh one marrying the one marrying you know kim and of course kim does the six on news channel nine david does channel three and uh so anyway we've got uh, several uh uh, people that have offered their services, so we're still trying to figure it out. Well, wow. hey, if you need a Lord at your service, let me know. You can fill in. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually Lord Cub Master Kyle. Just so a- you know. Actually, we could use somebody to from s- where I own a Lord of where I own one square foot of land in Scotland. Do you so really? I'm a Lord. Do yeah. you make? Is it Petey? Uh, is it Petey? Can you make scotch with that one? No, it's swampland. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, Pete, that is kind of swampland, right? I guess it was. I, right? do, I like. I have the long longitude and latitude of it. Hey, and everything, hey we so. could use somebody to uh, sing at our wedding. Well, there you, you go. Can you sing? Yeah, I very much can. Uh, <laughs> can you, you know, give me like the first verse of your favorite song? Not on this recording. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're in front of a mic. I figured it'd just come out natural. Uh, Purple rain would be. You, Y'all's you, first dance. If I was saying that at your first wedding, didn't you? No, I thought you did. Or you danced to it. I may have danced to this it. This is yeah. a lot of wedding talk. Yeah. At my first, I wedding, mean, congratulations! I called my double wide trailer. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Jared. Uh, I'll let you uh, share with everyone who our guest is today. We are very pleased to welcome Michael Walton, the executive director of Green Spaces, um, which is Chattanooga's sustainability resource here. And uh, I've talked to Michael about lots of scouting stuff as he's a cup master and an Eagle Scout, but also um, a lot of the issues of, you know, how can we reduce, reuse, recycle, focus on green spaces through green spaces as a resource. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting conversation. I am uh, familiar with green spaces, and uh, I think at times, to some people, maybe they're one of the best-kept secrets here in Chattanooga because they're a very uh, unique organization that uh, does a lot of good for the community and especially for the environment. So looking forward to Michael getting into some conversation with us as well as sharing his story as a Cub Scout, then an Eagle Scout, and then today he is a Cub Master. And uh, we'll kind of see if um, there's anything that uh, Cubmaster Michael can teach Cubmaster Kyle. <laughs> Any good advice? He says that he's the he says he's the top moon pie seller, but I think we're gonna have to do an audit. Oh so. man! <laughs> hey, listen, we're all in this together, okay, gentlemen? We're Does all the, in it together. Does the Boy Scouts have an auditor on on retainer or anything? Well, we the, could... the problem is with moon pies; it's tough to audit. Gotcha. You know, because they get eaten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the evidence is gone, especially yeah. come Master Kyle's bunch. We know. Yeah. So we know. Sorry. It was the banana ones, wasn't it, Kyle? No. It was definitely the mint chocolate one. Ooh. <laughs> no. All right. We got a lot more to come as we continue. It's time for a quick break. For Jared Pickens, Cupmaster Kyle, I'm Sean Whitfield, and more Scout on Chattanooga to come after this brief message. We'll be back with more. This is Scout on Chattanooga, the podcast. At the Boy Scouts of America, our oath remains. A scout pledges to be kind, helpful, and brave. We're committed to providing a safe and welcoming environment where scouts can establish the foundations of character that will last a lifetime. 
Our approach ensures the Boy Scouts of America is building the youth of today into the leaders we'll turn to tomorrow. The Boy Scouts of America. Building character is in our nature. Visit scouting.org to learn more about scouting. For more than 100 years, the Order of the Arrow has recognized scouts and scout leaders who best exemplify the scout oath and law in their daily lives. Arrow men are known for maintaining camping traditions and spirit and for providing cheerful service to others. OA service, activities, adventures, and training for youth and adults are models of quality leadership, development, and programming that enrich and help to extend scouting to America's youth. For more info on the OA and scouting in our area, Area, visit CherokeeAreaBSA.com. Now back to Scout on Chattanooga. As we continue Scout on Chattanooga, I am Sean Woodfield along with Jared Pickens and Cubmaster Kyle. It is time for us to introduce our next guest. He's joining us here in the studio, none other than Michael Walton, Executive Director with Green Spaces. He's also a Cubmaster of Pack 3116 on Signal Mountain. Good afternoon, Michael. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. Uh, it's uh, good to have you here today, and uh, uh, we'll just dive right in to a little bit about what you do for a living. Yeah, so uh, I am the executive director at Green Spaces. Uh, mm-hmm. We are Chattanooga's sustainability nonprofit. Uh, we've got a really wide range of programs that all advance the sustainability of living, working, and building in the Chattanooga region. So for those that are listening and hearing Green Spaces for the first time, can can you sort of describe a, a little bit more in depth what, what it's all about? I mean, because I know when I first heard about screens, Green Spaces, it was um, something that it took me a little bit of time to i guess understand more yeah i think part of part of that is because we we are in so many different places Mm -hmm. uh and we serve so many different audiences Mm -hmm. in chattanooga and so we try to be that central resource for anybody to take simple practical affordable steps toward improving what we call triple bottom line outcomes y'all have heard about the bottom line right when i talk about how is this going to affect my bottom line is it going to make me money or lose me money, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about the triple bottom line, we're adding an environmental and a people component to that analysis, right? So is this going to make me money or lose me money? Is this going to help or hurt the environment? Mm-hmm. Is this going to help or hurt people, right? And so every decision that you make as an individual, as a business, as an organization, as a city, you know, has that sort of triple bottom line impact. And Green Spaces is here basically to to help anybody uh, improve those outcomes. And so we do that in low-income neighborhoods by helping train people about low-cost and no-cost ways to lower their electric bills. We do that with workforce development, with Build It Green, connecting at-risk young adults with opportunities in green building. We do that with the Chattanooga Green Prix, which is an electric car race uh, that elementary schools, middle schools, and high schools in the area participate in. And they really are learning about this uh, rapidly expanding industry of electrification of transportation. Um, When we started it in 2018, there were no EV manufacturers in the state of Tennessee, and now there's four. Uh, And so, you know, we're we're really trying to, you know, improve the environment in Chattanooga and the region, Mm -hmm. but do so in a way that that is making us more prosperous as a as a region and protecting the resources that 
all the scouts around here enjoy and are certainly what attracted me to the the chattanooga region yeah there, there's so many pieces to the puzzle of green spaces so thank you for sort of uh defining that a little more in depth uh you are already a part of boy scouts you've been a part of boy scouts since what age oh uh so when i was growing up you couldn't start earlier than second grade so it was second grade so you started off in cub scouts yep started out in cub scouts i'm a i'm a third generation scout my kids are fourth generation my mom was a venture scout and a cub scout leader my granddad was a scout and a scout leader uh so it uh it, it it goes deep in our family so do you think that you would um say that your love of the environment kind of came through scouting and 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 getting that experience through cub scouting and then the the scouts bsa program yeah 100 percent. i mean so it's something that was part of you know my mom's you know life growing up camping my dad's life growing up uh camping and hiking and being outside um and then you know, carrying that on into my, you know, upbringing. And I grew up in Greenville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, not many people know where that is, but it's up in the northeast corner of the state, um, little town up in the mountains. And yeah, I mean, we just grew up outside doing, you know, outdoor activities. And, um, you know, I think that absolutely is what is what created the the basis that i you know used to to follow my career and i can i can tell you too from from talking and getting to know michael for about the last year um that he puts not only his professional knowledge into play but his personal feelings about the environment and conservation into play and i love the story that he he told me about a year ago where i guess it was your cub scout pack had just gone on their first like zero impact camp out or camping and and it made me think sean because i don't know like if you've ever been camping with your family there's a lot of waste and waste products right you got paper mm-hmm. plates you got the bags you got the napkins you got you know the packaging that the food comes in and uh michael was telling me that they had just what, what did you get it down to like like one bag for like 47 people or something yeah and, and credit goes to to rob hall and sarah hall for this event but we always do a dutch oven thanksgiving dinner at our fall camp out and we're talking about feeding 50 60 people mm-hmm. uh with uh dutch ovens uh turkey mashed potatoes stuffing you know the the works and um you know feeding that many people can generate a lot of waste and we were able to take that all the way down to one small trash bag um because we had a a compost um bucket that we used for food waste and then we had recycling for all of the the metals and and recyclable plastics and, and glass and that stuff and yeah, it was a it was impressive to see how well you know everybody did, and at all of our campouts, you know the scouts always bring reusable plates and cups and and cutlery and stuff. Um, we don't mess around with disposables, um, and you know it's just it just helps sort of uh, instill that um, thoughtfulness um, so that people see, you know, hey, this is food. This can go into compost. I don't need to throw that away. Um, so through all your time in scouting let me ask you this um is there one or two kind of events that stand out to you as a youth scout or maybe as an adult scout or either one that just kind of sticks out in your mind and says 
you know, that's something that I was truly proud to be a part of or, or something like that? Yeah, I mean, one of the the memories that really sticks out was uh, when we were on our one of our one of our winter campouts. We we do a lot of campouts with Pack Thirty One Sixteen, um, and it was about twenty five degrees, uh, and our three year old was actually uh, on this one with me as long as as well as our uh, uh, our older son uh, who was I guess uh, six at the time. Uh, and he wakes the three-year-old wakes up in the morning and he's like can we stay another three days <laughs> in 25 degrees in 25 uh-huh. degrees and you're and like, like how about no no dude we're going home I'm <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that you want to is you know just makes me smile mm-hmm. uh, that you're having such a good time out here that you don't want to go home even though it's freezing cold. <laughs> well, Kyle, Kyle and I were actually just talking. We went to lunch before this, and we were talking about, you know, whatever happened to scouting being outside, yeah. right? Like meetings being outside. And you shared that, Kyle, your pack, you do a lot of outside meetings. But that made me remember, too, Michael, something I wanted you to talk about in your time here today was something that has recently fascinated me, which is this. Is it a canopy assessment with the city of Chattanooga? Is it, Am I using the right word? Yeah, so one one of the things uh, we've been working on an, an integrated community sustainability plan with the the city of Chattanooga, uh, Mayor Kelly and his staff, um, and one of the strategies in that in that plan uh, was to sort of analyze the the tree canopy, and so we've been working with UTC's uh, IGT lab, uh, which is interdisciplinary geospatial technology, and they're we got super high resolution satellite imagery of the of the entire city of Chattanooga, and they are training uh, the supercomputers there at the Sim Center to analyze that imagery and and determine how much of it is tree, how much of it is vegetated ground cover, how much <laughs> of it is road, how much of it is building, uh, so that we can actually sort of come up with a strategy uh, to deal with. Uh, some things like like shade, stormwater, uh, air quality, uh, and and think about what parts of the city really need more tree canopy. You know, for for biodiversity, for for dealing with some of these environmental challenges. Uh, and this analysis that the city forester Pete Stewart is doing um, with with UTC is going to be a, a key part of that. And so we've been. Uh, again, sort of just like the the hub of this wheel. Uh, everything that we do at Green Spaces is through partnerships, uh, and and it it is that that leadership, you know, going back to like what what you learn in scouting mm-hmm. that you know leads to being able to do this. You can't do this by yourself, right? Like we can't affect substantially the percentage of tree canopy in Chattanooga. So we have to come up with a plan, just like an Eagle Scout has to come up with a plan for their Eagle Scout project. How am I going to get other people to come help do this? Private businesses, public institutions, private homeowners, you know, what is it going to take to really move the needle on this in a collective way? And how do we provide that leadership, that education, that training, 
uh, to to bring everybody along. So if you, you know, we have a lot of scout leaders and parents out there who are involved in scouting with their kids. Um, coming from a place of experience, are there one or two or three different things that you would recommend to them as they get started in their sustainability journey? Yeah, I mean, so I think that, you know, when, when it comes to everybody's home, right, um, you know, as, as you think about what your environmental impacts are, you know, you can, anybody can call EPB and have a, a free home checkup done uh, where they'll come and walk around your house. Have you had this done, Sean? I haven't had it done, but we've talked about it a lot yeah. on one of the shows I have. <laughs> um, so they'll come around your house and, and walk through it and give you some really specific tips that are specific to your house that say, hey, you really need insulation. Uh, a lot of people jump to windows with their house, but generally that's actually one of the lowest returns on investment when mm. it comes to oh, performance. Wow. It's really air sealing and insulation. Now, there's a lot of good reasons to get new windows. I'm not saying you shouldn't do that, but... In terms of energy savings, um, your your air sealing, your insulation, your heating and mechanical system are, are usually the places to start. And then, I mean, the windows obviously do a lot in terms of the aesthetic uh, and and can help with the performance. Um, but it can it can be a longer return on investment than like LED light bulbs will pay for themselves in a year. Um, air sealing will pay for itself in two years. You know, the windows are going to take longer like five to ten years depending on what you're starting with mm. now so that's one thing is your your house you know the second thing is thinking about electrification of transportation right and this is something that you know whether it's getting an electric vehicle or even getting a plug-in hybrid or anything like that think about today how much money is going to be spent uh in the chattanooga region on gas and diesel and tell me how much of that money is going to stay here. You mean like in to stay region. local, like yeah. to be how, uh, yeah. circulated how, like, in this area? Yeah. How much of that money will stay at the gas station or, you know, anywhere regionally? I used to be in the oil business. <laughs> it's extremely very little. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Sean. Yeah. The gas station, the gas station doesn't get a dime of that, right? Wow. The gas station gets money from selling can the, you know, the stuff inside the store. Um, so now imagine if you've got an electric vehicle and you're charging that at home or at work or uh, at any of the like over 50 charging stations, how much of that money do you think stays local? Well, I would assume if it's if I have EPB as a, a service provider, then that's exactly it's right. Pretty local. It's 100 percent. It all stays here. You know, you can't you can't outsource that electricity generation and 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 the portfolio of electricity generation here in southeast Tennessee is extremely clean. You know, we've got hydro, we've got uh, solar, we've got nuclear. Um, and so it is, uh, you know, not only would it be something that would help with your family's bottom line, because you save a lot of money, um, especially as gas gets more expensive, um, but you're also helping the local economy and helping the local environment. Michael, at the beginning of our conversation, we identified that you were a Cub Master mm -hmm. on Signal Mountain. We have another Cub Master here in the studio, Kyle Croft. <laughs> oh. Some now, might say a, a competing Cub now, Master. We, <laughs> yeah, we want to have a little fun here. <laughs> what makes your pack better than Cub Master Kyle? <laughs> no snap. Oh, could, you ask, uh, could you please rephrase the question? Okay, how should we rephrase it? <laughs> 
I, you know, I think don't you don't y'all sell a lot more uh, moon pies? Ooh, you know, than the mm, pack in Ringoldo. We do sell a couple moon pies. Okay, mm. uh, <laughs> two or three. Two or three. But, and I bet you eat less uh, than that other Cubmaster does. How well are you? Hey, if I, <laughs> hey. the more product I <laughs> Dang, eat, the guys. more money the pack makes. Right. <laughs> well, good point. Uh, but how are you going to do I on think, camp cards? No, say, <laughs> you're going to get me there. You're going to get me there. I don't. We we have not participated historically in the camp cards, um, but in terms of of the moon pies, I think one of the things that really drove our uh, you know council uh, high moon pie sales this year was our council high recruitment, and I think that's something that's definitely worth talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when it comes to recruiting, uh, we have a great relationship with our uh, charter organization we have a great relationship uh with signal crest united methodist we have a great relationship uh with the school that we that we source from Mm -hmm. so thrasher we just did a service project up there uh where we rebuilt this stone fountain that was in the lobby oh yeah those were great pictures Yeah. yeah those were great um and so you know we uh we had a table set up at the Thrasher Elementary Registration Day next to the PTA uh, and had the Pinewood Derby trophies and cards and some camping equipment and uh, pictures of all sorts of, of all the adventures that we do throughout the year. Um, and then on the day of our registration day, we had all the scouts in our unit wear their t-shirts to school um, their class B uh, uniforms to school um, and you know that almost doubled uh, the scouts in our program this yeah. year um, and you know honestly with the moon pie sales a lot of it especially this year was door to door and so it was you know having more scouts in your program you know selling that and paying their own way um, and you know uh, I think that's that's really what has led to, to our success as, as a unit. Sean, I want to point out that in true uh, sustainability fashion, he has uh, narrowed it down to a leading source indicator of what the strength of your program comes from, which is the number of kids involved in it. And that, to your credit, I mean, you guys have done a great job and have worked towards, towards achieving that. And uh, we're very grateful that you guys are out there trying to find ways to get kids in scouting and keep them in scouting because I think that's one thing the four of us all sitting around this table really deeply care about. Yeah, Michael, a good friend of mine could use some consulting. He happens to be a Cubmaster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot, shoot! Oh, <laughs> Do you man. offer that service? <laughs> Ow! <laughs> dang, dang! I, I tell you what, I am not. Um, I I am competitive by nature, but I will say this: as long as there are kids in scouting, I don't care where they're at. As long as they're in scouting and that they're learning, because. Uh, I know you're an Eagle Scout. I'm an Eagle Scout myself, and I directly attribute my time spent in scouting to to what made me the man that I am today. So totally agree. Uh, uh, the more kids that we can get in scouting and keep them in scouting, the the better off the Chattanooga area is going to be by far, in my opinion. And Very Cubmaster nice Kyle, I, I think that you know this you know beginning of the conversation here today. You know, it's like we talked about, I think Rich Mazingo is coming on here in about a month or so to do a scouting report, mm-hmm. right, with the uh, Chattanooga Lookouts. You know, maybe we need to do a periodic green report 
uh, with Michael and, and he could, you know, give some tips or, or something. I don't know if there's a place for that. Yeah, um, for sure. But I know I've learned something in this conversation. I learned things when I talk to you most of the time. But yeah, we've talked about sort of coming up with a a some sort of like badge program that that could be part of, uh, you know, where there's, you know, certain things units can do to help, you know, reduce their environmental impact, um, trying to come up with some some sort of framework for that. And then we can report back on, you know, what what we're hearing and, and what some of those best practices are. That'd be I'd cool. That. I mean, we have Kyle, you know, we have leave no trace training. Mm-hmm. But the thing that struck me about uh, what Michael shared earlier is sometimes leave no trace is pack it out with you, not just don't generate that don't, that specific yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And so um, to your point, I think there is a need for some continued training and opportunities for, for people to think critically about that for sure. I'll, I'll add to that, you know, if, if any of the um, BSA programs uh, need, you know, advisors for merit badges and anything, you know, related to this uh, with architecture, um, you know, they, they should feel free to reach out to, to Green Spaces uh, for support with that. Michael, before we uh, wrap up our conversation, anything you want to say to uh pack 3116 <laughs> <laughs> are they listening are they there listening? may be some listening yeah well i mean i I'd start, i think rob is right that's he's a tough act to follow i have to say you're great um, but uh no i mean i just think uh you know we have a really really great set of scouts um and i am just so impressed with everything that they demonstrate in terms of their their knowledge, their caring, and their uh, commitment to the the scout all the law and the scout oath, um, and I'm uh, yeah, I'm always just just blown away um, by by all of them and uh, and the support that that their parents and um, and that our community gives us. Yeah, well, thank you for sharing your story here today, and for those that would like to get more information online uh, about green spaces or your pack, how can they do that? So we're at greenspaceschattanooga.org, uh, and then uh, PAC 3116 has a, a Facebook page uh, for anybody that wants wants to check that out, or, or they can shoot me an email at michael at greenspaceschattanooga.org. All right. Michael Walton, Executive Director and Cupmaster, joining us here today on Scout on Chattanooga. All right, it's time for a quick break. For Jared Pickens, Cupmaster Kyle, I'm Sean Whitfield, and more Scout on Chattanooga to come after this brief message we'll be back with more this is scout on chattanooga the podcast there are lots of ways to be a kid my way is to take a road that's not easy so it's a good thing i'm an adventurer that's why i'm going to be a cub scout because scouting will guide me to really big things it will teach me to navigate the woods with confidence and to navigate the world with confidence too scouting will show me a kid who is brave trustworthy, loyal, and kind. A kid who is always prepared. A kid who is me. So scout me in. And now, scout on Chattanooga's Campfire Conversation. A sit-down with a real-life scout with an incredible story. And welcome into this edition of our Campfire Conversation, where we sit down with a real-life scout or scouter and talk about really cool scouty things. <laughs> and today we have on uh, Tim Knight, uh, who is uh, getting together our contingent uh, for the National Jamboree for next year. It's 2023. Is that correct, Tim? 
Yeah, it's at the summit in West Virginia. And, you know, before we, we decided we were going to have this call or this podcast and talk about, so I looked up the word jamboree and it is a noisy celebration. That's the original definition of it. Um, and of course, it, it's expanded to a large assembly often associated with Boy Scouts. And boy, it is going to be a time. They only happen approximately every four years. So it should be epic mountaintop. I think what you're telling me is if a scout wants to go to this, like now is the time to go because in four years they could, you know, be, you know, 18 and out of scouting and, you know, maybe moving on to college and stuff. So when these things only happen every four years, when your opportunity arises, it's definitely time to take it. Am I yeah, right? This is absolutely an opportunity window. Most scouts in their youth scouting experience usually get one chance at a jamboree. Um, Sometimes they can go to an international jamboree too, um, but our national jamboree is from everyone I've ever talked to is an epic time. Awesome. Can, can you tell me some of the stuff that goes on at national jamboree? You know, it's really neat because I can tell you some of the stuff that's going to go on, but every time they add more, they do scuba, they do ropes courses, they do some of the longest zip lines I've ever seen, they have the big zip there. It's 3000 feet long and you can go 50 oh, miles an hour. I'm undefeated. Wow. By the way, <laughs> uh, that's a challenge to anyone who goes with me. Um, uh, it, it's going to, it could be, you know, most excellent. Um, you'll meet scouts from all over the country. You will, um, perhaps do some ATVs, mountain bikes. They've got a BMX park. There's tons of archery stuff, every conceivable kind of shooting sports, um, scout craft games, uh, merit badges, uh, expositions on what's coming, what past, future. Uh, it, it is, it's hard to pin down. It's like a world exposition, but for scouting, even in, even a national jamboree, because scouts come from other parts of the world to come to our jamboree, but they're showing us new things and companies are bringing, they're bringing their new stuff. Uh, they'll show us new activities and things we hadn't seen before, what might be coming in scouting. Things like Leave No Trace were introduced at, at National Jamboree and other such programs that eventually became part of Jamboree. You'll see Venture Scouts, Sea Scouts, uh, Boy Scouts it, it, from all over the country. And that is part of why it's just so incredibly um Words fail me, and I don't want to continue to use the word epic, but it is it is a something not to be missed if you can if you can at all do it. You know, I I tell you one of the coolest things that I have ever seen there, and and I'm a geek when it comes to keynote speakers, but there's always some great presenters that present to the whole jamboree sometimes. And I remember uh, several several years ago, even Mike Rowe was there speaking about his time as a scout and earning his Eagle Scout. So. A lot of really cool things happen at a jamboree, and it's just really hard to explain unless you get to go to one, right? Yeah, those shows are are epic. You know, you talk about Mike Rowe and others. They have uh, music shows where they have, you know, people you would hear on the radio standing in mm -hmm. front of you doing a show. And they're super excited to be there. And the fireworks and the pageantry of, of it all. It's not just go do things during the day. It's a it's a full gamut of wake up in the morning to do stuff late at night. Fun for sure. Patch trading. Yeah. Et it, it's more than just a trip. In my opinion, it's more like an adventure because not only do you go to national jamboree and the reason why we're talking about this so early is because we want you to join our contingent 
uh, for the Cherokee Area Council and go ahead and help shape what this trip is going to look like while you're at it because you can schedule trips before and after um, you actually get to National Jamboree. There's all kinds of fun that you can have, but we really need to start getting some people connected that uh, that want to make this trip with us. Absolutely. We're going to, most possibly, we're, we're probably going to do a tour bus and making stops beforehand, where we go, what we see. There are some neat opportunities between here and Virginia, West Virginia, rather. And um, we want to take those opportunities, but we want to hear from the youth. This is their jamboree. We want mm-hmm. to have them participate. And per your question, per your statement about pre-trips, we actually are going to get together as a contingent uh, beforehand. So we'll do a little camping with our contingent and our contingent may just be Cherokee area council, but more likely than not, it's going to be a combination of two or three councils here in Eastern Tennessee. So we'll get to meet some local ish scouters and scout scouts as well and make more friends in other councils. So gosh, the, uh, the adventure, um, only starts here on the bus and it does not stop. And for the rest of your life with all the people you meet and the cool stuff you get to do. Mm -hmm. So we definitely need to fill up that bus. Can you give us some details on um, contacting you and and talking more about price? This, this is not a cheap thing, but I do know that y'all are also talking about doing some uh, fundraising opportunities as well. Am I correct? Yes. Uh, Let's talk about the fundraising first. Um, We will talk to scouts individually about um, and and to the group uh, about how they might be able to fundraise and we will help them with fundraising to do this. Um, It is not an inexpensive trip. And as of now, the only cost we do know is the actual total jamboree cost, which was is twelve hundred and eighty five dollars broken down into three payments. Um, from uh, starting in July of this year. And the last payment is made in um, March of next year. So it is spread out over time. Um, Mm -hmm. There will be more costs. Scouts will have to have a uniform uh, and some obviously transportation costs. So that will certainly be shared. And we, of course, we want their feedback um, on an itinerary for sure. What we want to um, get to is how do I find out about Jamboree? And I want to be put on that list. And I'm the person who, who was smart enough or, or, or not <laughs> to take the incoming data. Uh, uh, and I'm, I'm, I want to go because I want to see this great thing. But my email address is the way that we do that. It will be in the council newsletter, but my email address is speedbird, the number 10 and the number 20 at iCloud.com. There's a story there if anyone ever wants to know, but um, who, who doesn't have a story about their email address? Right. But, um, but uh, this is uh, this is the beginning, and we really need to to gather up uh, all the interested youth soon, so that we can start participating together as a jamboree troop. Work on the fundraising, talk about the pre and or post adventures that we can go on, and shape or mold this trip into um, a lifetime experience that they participated in. Very cool. Well, Tim, thank you so much for joining me today. Again, the Jamboree dates are July 19th through the 28th of 2023. However, you want to add on some travel dates before and after as you're helping shape that. And uh, again, what is your email address if people want to contact you and get more info about going on this fantastic adventure? Speedbird1020 at iCloud.com. Awesome. Well, Tim, thanks so much for joining me. And can we reach back out to you and maybe get some scouts uh, talking about Jamboree once the contingent starts getting going? I would love to get some updates about where we're at on 
you know, what the extra activities y'all want to do is. Have you been able to hang out and, and meet as a contingent troop yet? That sort of stuff. Yeah, that's in our plans to share our whole experience with with everyone listening to this podcast uh, about this Jamboree. And we're also going to try and get some uh, past Jamborees, Jamboree alumni to come and talk to you about the whole Jamboree experience that they did. And hopefully we can get a spot at Jamboree to share with you, with our youth, about the awesome time they're having and capture that as well. That would be, I think, as you put it earlier, epic. <laughs> That is the word for this for this segment right here. Mountaintop epic. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Tim. And again, we'll put uh, his email address uh, address up at CherokeeAreaBSA.com if you would like more info. And you can check out Jamboree.Scouting.org if you want to watch some videos and see some of the more stuff that goes on at Summit Betchel coming up in 2023. Thanks, Tim. Thanks for having me. For more scouting spotlights or to get your son or daughter involved in scouting, go to CherokeeAreaBSA.com. Now back with the final word, here's Sean Whitfield, Jared Pickens, and Cubmaster Kyle. As we continue Scout on Chattanooga, I am Sean Whitfield along with Jared Pickens and Cubmaster Kyle. Gentlemen, great conversation with Michael Walton. Enjoyed uh, learning even more about green spaces, and it was uh, also very nice to hear about how successful uh, his uh, pack is up on Signal Mountain. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, I always learn something when I talk to Michael, and uh, I really enjoyed learning something from him today because some of what I learned was um, at the expense of Cubmaster Kyle. Wait, what? <laughs> no, it's not the... Ex- you're supposed to say the compliments of Cubmaster Kyle. No. At the compliments of... Yeah, he complimented the conversation. Kyle complimented the oh, conversation? Yeah. yeah. Or just added, you're a, underestimating added a different his, context. Is his, that what you're alluding? Uh, his value here. Mm-hmm. Well, he has value. <laughs> just not much of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, but no, it was a great, it was really good to hear from Michael. And um, I really do hope we'll be able to kind of bring him on every once in a while and yeah. kind of give us a green update, maybe. Yeah. Uh, we don't have a lot of time left in today's podcast, but I wanted to ask you one question. Uh, Jared, that's always scary. And, that is scary. and that is, uh, since we were together, is there anything uh, new going on? Any uh, anything exciting going on in the the Boy Scouts? At least in the portion of the Boy Scouts world that you live in daily. Well, we just held for the first time in two years what we call our University of Scouting, mm-hmm. and that is a time when we invite all of our unit leaders. Those are the troops and the packs primary volunteer leaders to come together and to celebrate learning about how we can do our volunteer jobs better. And we just held that just a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And man, it just felt great to get everybody in a room talking about scouting, learning how to do it better. And there really was an energy, I thought. Kyle, mm-hmm. you were there. Yeah, no, I um, thought it was fantastic. The coffee um, was fantastic as well. Just so you know. <laughs> What about the food? Was there any food? No, Kyle. Kyle, he's left. He served coffee to everybody that morning. So you didn't serve any food, Jared? Well, there was there was snacks too. Yeah, yeah. I made him. I made him pick up a muffin and hand it to me since he was serving people. It was my pleasure to serve you. It was my pleasure to serve you and all of our volunteer leaders, Kyle. To thank you for what you do for scouting. So absolutely, me and Greg Lee did it. How many people uh, participated in this event? About two hundred, I'd say. Oh wow, yeah, Yeah. about two hundred. Big crowd. 
some were we we did have some scouts especially older scouts that were there where we had some classes for them mm -hmm. um, to develop their youth leadership training skills so that was kind of interesting but uh it was it went really well oh and huge thank you to chattanooga preparatory school um ceo brad scott oh, yeah, for, for hosting, hosting us it was they a hosted great place downtown. to have it it was a great place to mm -hmm. have it beautiful facility and uh I think we're we actually are in queue. I think Brad and Montrell Besley are going to come on the show here in the next couple of months and talk a little bit about what they do. Um, it's a charter school mm -hmm. in um, kind of historic Highland Park area of Chattanooga. So, um, but yeah, thank you to them for hosting us. Speaking of uh, guests that could be coming on, you've been working on that. We've we've been working on it. Yep. You've got some guests uh, that are going to be great guests to be coming up uh, throughout 2022 here on Scout on Chattanooga. Yep. Um, and if I could remember them all, I would list them right now. <laughs> but we do have a we do have some. We're working on developing some good lineups. But Cubmaster Kyle and I could really use our listeners' help. Yeah, with something, and that is we would like to know who you think would be good as a scout, scout leader, or scouting parent to come be a part of our campfire conversation portion. Yeah. You'll remember we do a kind of a community interview and then we do a campfire conversation where we like to hear about your scouting adventures and experiences. Yeah, so if you would, go ahead on the Scout on Chattanooga Facebook page and send us a message. Maybe give us something cool that this scout or scouter has done recent uh, and some you know good stuff that we can talk about, and uh, we would love to have them on. Absolutely, and we'd love to really get that. Uh, we've got probably, what, eight or ten more slots left for the year, mm -hmm. yeah. so it'd be great, and uh, we've opened it up to volunteer leaders as well as uh, as scouts now. We're trying to alternate kind of one month to a scout, next month to a scout leader, a leader and, yeah. and vice versa. So please help us uh, find out who we can bring on. And I'm, I'm thinking about uh, all the people who could help us out there, Cubmaster. I'm thinking about Zach McCarty. Ooh, called about out. Shannon. Called out. Rob. Called out. Who else? <laughs> Greg Lee. Greg could definitely help us. Who else Who else would know people? I think that um, Jonathan, you know, Jonathan Reigns from our um, our brother pack. There you go. Ringgold could help us. There you go. Called out. Am I supposed to say called out? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're supposed to okay. do that. Who else? <laughs> <laughs> and you know Jennifer Strand has somebody. Called out. So. Hmm. Sounds like Holland boys. Sean does not look amused. It, it, it sounds like uh, Scott on Chattanooga is going from once a month to like every two weeks. There's yeah. so many uh, people that you got. Well, on that's the list. because me and Kyle have to do a whole another recording. You know, we do that campfire conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I'll let you guys do the heavy lifting. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> well, uh, hey, before we go, we've got to, um, there is some exciting uh, office news for the council that actually oh. begins literally the day that this podcast uh, comes out to the masses. So we've um, got to announce this. We've got, we've, it is happening the day this comes out, it isn't is. it? It is. The day so, that this comes out. So we're proud to announce the hire of Will Council as the River District and Program Executive. Mm -hmm. And Barbara Edwards, currently serving in that role, will be our brand new membership executive. And so one of our organizational goals for the year is to hold a joining activity, an opportunity for to join um, for families new to scouting at every single elementary school in our 11 county area. And so she's heading up that effort. And that is going to be awesome. So. Cubmaster Kyle says, salute. 
to uh, to those two individuals and a big congratulations. And I think there's something exciting that you wanted to talk about, Cub Master Kyle. What's that? Well, I think it was because you're <laughs> upset that. Um, you know our guest michael walton beat your pants off in moon pies oh but he's not gonna beat me in camp cards so what is it sure. so what is it what is this what is a what's a camp card oh, it's a camp card just for uh ten dollars uh you can support scouting and help scouts earn their way with all kinds of great deals like uh new deals from our partners at like texas roadhouse where you get a free app with two entrees on the card and then spare time coming in big with a $20 game card to whoever buys this. So you literally double your value the minute you buy one of these cards. And our uh, scouting units are going to be out throughout the months of now through the end of April and even into May a little bit, selling these camp cards, helping them earn their way to summer camp. Isn't there a big value from our friends at Elder's Ace Hardware? There is, yeah. There's 7 off 35 on there as okay, well. Good. So we have, uh, we have a bunch of... Uh, different companies in our area that just come together and love up on our kids but some of them like elders are extra special because they not only provide an offer to the card but Mm -hmm. give our scouts the opportunity to sit outside their front doors and and sell them so once again huge shout out to tom glenn and the uh the elders family for sure yeah and i'm pretty sure at least one week in a month at every elders ace hardware in our area you should see a scouting unit there on a saturday and sunday uh, at least once a month so avoid those times unless you want to (laughs) support my camp card quality youth programming experiences in the tennessee valley back to you sean uh well before we uh, come to a close any last any final words any final comments uh that you need to let folks know about if you don't have anything, just tell us how we can seek out more information online. CherokeeAreaBSA.com. As Boom. always, you can also ping us at the Facebook page. I think all you got to do is type in Cherokee Area Council Chattanooga or Chattanooga Boy Scouts. We'll probably pop up that way. Mm-hmm. As Cubmaster Kyle already alluded to, we have the fantastic Scout On chattanooga the podcast facebook page that all of you who we just named and kyle endorsed with the call out uh moniker (laughs) um, you guys are going to send us messages with who we can get on that would be really interesting for our campfire conversation and i also want to give a big shout out because i know blue and gold banquets are going on now which is to celebrate the anniversary of scouting there's a lot of cub scouts that are earning their arrow of light and crossing over into a scouts bsa program that are out there in our community. So I just want to do a big shout out to those kids for continuing uh, their youth leadership on into their um, older years in scouting. Absolutely, Sean. That's the highest rank that anyone can earn in Cub Scouting. And then they're beginning a new adventure in Scouts BSA. All right. Any final words, Cowboy Kyle, Cubmaster Kyle? I'm good. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of hold, Scout hold, on. Hold on. What's what about that? Sean? What about, you didn't have final words. Yeah. I, I I'm about to give them to you. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I always get the last word. <laughs> well, this is true. That that's going to do it for this edition of Scout on Chattanooga. Go to the Scout on Chattanooga Facebook page for any suggestions or comments about today's podcast. Click on the subscribe button at your favorite podcast platform for all future podcasts. For Jared Pickens, Cubmaster Kyle, I'm Sean Whitfield, and thank you for listening. This has been another episode of Scout on Chattanooga, presented by the Cherokee Area Council BSA. 
To learn more about scouting in the Tennessee Valley, join a unit, or donate and become a friend of scouting, visit CherokeeAreaBSA.org. And be sure to join us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And use the hashtag TNGAScouts to stay up to date with the youth leaders in our area. Thank you.